Hi, I'm Ian Brody. This is the More Clients podcast where you can learn how to get more clients for your business fast. With me today on the podcast is Mike Sedden. Uh, Mike formed his first business back in 2001 after spending many years working for various large corporates and the company developed and sold its own software. And right from the onset, the company was ripped off by so-called internet specialists. So Mike vowed to never let that happen again and decided to learn this stuff itself. And you'll see why that's so relevant in a few minutes. Well, he found he had a knack for, for this kind of business, especially Google AdWords, and eventually decided to form a company to help other businesses use AdWords properly to grow their business and avoid getting ripped off themselves. He's a published author. He's spoken about AdWords and internet marketing in general, including being featured by ITN on the technology program N2K. He's also a plain speaker who hates techno babble, so we'll see that in action in a few minutes. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Cheers, Ian. Thanks. Great to be here. So fantastic, Mike. Um, we m- mentioned earlier um, in the intro about how you got you got ripped off early on, and uh, that's going to come back into play when we talk about what you're using because we're going to talk about a very effective process you've developed for getting new clients for your AdWords business, where you run Google AdWords campaigns for clients. Um, and the process, I believe, starts with a very specific variant of what many people call a lead magnet. So that's usually free information that you give away to attract p- potential clients. Now, lots of us use lead magnets, um, and it's easy to see how they work for kind of training or coaching businesses or consultancy businesses where you're teaching a client how to do something. Um, and so what you do is you give away a snippet of that knowledge. So I will, because I teach people how to do marketing, I'll give away a lead magnet that teaches them how to do some marketing and they think, oh, he knows how to do marketing. But if you're in a business where you actually perform a service for them rather than teaching them anything, so your AdWords business that you do for people or you're a lawyer or you're an accountant, you know, clients don't want to know how to do the law. They don't want to know how to do accountancy <laughs> themselves. Um, so how do you use the lead magnet approach to attract those sort of clients? Okay. Well, um, t- t- to be honest, I almost fell into this. It was one of those sort of, you know, wake up in the bath moments and go, ha ha, this will work. Um, and it, it comes from the point of view that, um, where I sit in the industry I'm in, and, and I'm sure a lot of the people listening to this will be in similar industries. It, it's highly competitive. Um, it's also got a lot of very big players, big marketing agencies. Mm. Um, and there is a, a belief that, well, if I'm going to hire anyone, I might as well hire one of the big guys because clearly they're going to be the best. They're the most professional. Well, the safest, I guess. Uh, yeah, safest. And that, that word is absolutely key here because actually what's going on in the mind of the prospective client for me is it, it's that safety. It's that risk. There's a big concern because because they don't understand Google AdWords themselves, or if you take your example of lawyer or accountancy, they don't understand those particular things themselves. Mm. There's a feeling that I'm, I might hire the wrong person. You know, it's the classic, like, um, you're taking your car to a garage. You know, these days cars are so put together by computer that, you know, I wouldn't have a clue if a, a mechanic was ripping me off and mm. overcharging me. And so you, you, you tend to be very wary about who you choose. And, I realized that uh, going back to how I first started my business and I, I got completely ripped off. Mm. Uh, now, bear in mind, I have a computing degree. My whole background was in computers and yeah, I got completely stuffed. Mm. Um, and, and I know how that felt and I was very wary afterwards. And as, as you said in the beginning, I, I, I taught myself how to do this. And then I found myself at business networking meetings where there were lots of people who'd been ripped off who were ab- or were absolutely frightened to death of being ripped off. Mm. And I started to help those, and that's how the business grew. And I, re- I remembered 
I was trying to think of a lead magnet that was going to be attractive to these people. And I suddenly realized that is it. That is it. They are absolutely paralyzed by the fear of being ripped off. So if I produce a lead magnet that says, here is how not to get ripped off. Here is how to, to make sure you've asked the right questions so that you're not going to get ripped off. Then that's going to be very compelling to them. And, and, and when I wrote it, it was. Um, I found the downloads of it were, were far better than any other lead magnet I used. Uh, and it was attracting the right people. It was attracting the people who were ready to go for my services, but but just couldn't make that first step. You know, who do I go with? Where do I start? I think that's an important point because um, the sort of person who perhaps would just wants free information and wants to do it themselves and all that sort of stuff isn't going to be interested in information about how to avoid being ripped off by um, you know a Google AdWords service provider because yeah. they're not even considering it. The only yeah. people who would be interested in that question are the people who are considering hiring a Google AdWords service provider. Yeah, and it works especially well in my market, and I'm sure there are other markets similar, whereby our market is unfortunately known to have lots of dubious companies, shall mm. we say. Uh, there's lots of people who think they're an expert, set up a company, and then either deliberately or through incompetence end up ripping people off. So there are lots of horror stories out there mm. which help permeate the the belief that, you know, if I hire someone, there's a good chance I'm going to hire a bad one. So how do I stop that happening? Yeah. And even even in industries where perhaps there's not, not so many people being ripped off, you've still got – it's a similar thought process. How do I avoid wasting money? How do I avoid, um, you know, ending up working with someone who I won't get on with? How do I avoid working with someone yeah. who won't get results, etc.? So it's maybe Absolutely. not quite a rip-off in those cases, um, but because, you know, like there may be standards in the industry or whatever it is in, in professional sure. bodies, but they're still wasting money. They're not getting results. Um Actually, a good one. I'm just it just reminded me. A good one I saw in the sales training field quite a while ago was a sales training company that was sending Google AdWords to a, a landing page for people to you know to to book a sales training course. But um, for the people who got there but then weren't quite ready, they had a lead magnet which was something like you know um, the five reasons sales training doesn't stick and yes. how to avoid it. So I guess that's the same thing you were asking yourself. What's that? Yep. What's that question people are worried about? when they are um, thinking of hiring someone like me and uh, what mm. would stop them hiring someone in this in the sales training case it's less that they were going to get ripped off more that they do the sales training course and their sales team would have forgotten it within four weeks which actually happens yes. frequently um, and so it then has in things about how to avoid that happening by following up with coaching by obviously choosing the right people in the first place stuff like that so so it's all about that question that, that your potential customer an ideal customer for you might have in their mind yeah. Before making a decision to hire someone. Brilliant. So you've made that first contact then. So they've come along, um, they've seen your lead magnet and have decided they don't want to get ripped off by, by an AdWords <laughs> provider. So sure they get your guide. But yep. I'm guessing that not all of them immediately phone you up and say, all right, I want to hire you right away, Mike. So you go through some kind of process to, to, to take them step by step towards bringing yep. them on as clients. So what, what's that for you? Okay, well, it, it, it's 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 fairly automated at the start. It's a series of automated emails that go out, and and the f the sort of jump point is actually that that first guide. There's there's three things it does which sets them up for the rest of the sequence, because the guide actually answers three questions. It, it answers that first one about here are the rip off tactics that people use, but there's also a section in there that talks about the myths in the industry that that there are there are about the particular topic. So again, it removes any resistance to buying. And then there's a third bit which talks about 
um, how to do AdWords themselves should they choose to do it. And that establishes credibility. Um, but what happens then is the next thing they get from me, oh, sorry, the, the very next thing they get to me, and this, this was almost a, um, it, I didn't think about this. I put it in as a courtesy and then I, then it became really key to the process was the very next day there is a follow up email that quite literally just says, I hope you got the guide. Um, and it, it, you know, if you haven't, let me know and I'll make sure we get it to you. But if you have, if you have any questions, let me know. And what's interesting there is, um, a percentage of people will respond to that second email. Yeah. They will write to me and they will say, yeah, yeah, got it, Mike. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Um, we'll get to it. Is it all right if I come back to you next week? Suddenly they're asking me permission if they can come to me yeah. to be sold. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and it's a completely different positioning. Um, so that's the, the, the first important email I would suggest people put in the sequence is, a, is a, the very next day, what's well, fresh in their mind, very quick, hope you got the guide. If you've got any questions, just ping me an email. And if you didn't get it, ping me an email and make sure you get it. And, and I get, it's only a small percentage, but, but I find the people who come back are generally really turn out to be really good clients because I've hit them when they're hot. And even the people who don't come back, I kind of appreciate it. You're, you're, yes. you're interested, you're concerned in making sure they got the report, etc. Well, it some also people reminds, don't. Yeah, and it absolutely reminds them that they downloaded it. Mm. Um, so it does prompt them to read it. Good point. It could be sitting on their hard disk like so many other reports and it's absolutely. a little reminder. And, of course, for email deliverability reasons, if someone replies to you, it's mm. going to make it a lot more certain that your emails get through to them in future. Bingo. Absolutely bingo. Fantastic. So your first step is... You, you, you've got that immediate next day, next morning email. Yep. Did you get the report? What happens after that? Okay. So what happens after that is, um, because I'm going after these people who are planning to hire somebody like me, um, having spelt out the ripoff tactics, what I now send them is a, a checklist of the questions they should ask, uh, before they hire anybody. So if you're going to hire an AdWords consultant, here are the questions you should ask them mm -hmm. and here are the answers they should give if they are competent and, uh, and somebody you should hire. Um, now, the other thing that's in that guide, which I can do, and, and, and maybe uh, other people could do in their different industries, is the checklist isn't just about questions that they can ask the person when they finally phone that supplier and say, look, I'm thinking of hiring you. There's also a section in there which deals with, here are the things you can go and check out on their website, and you don't even have to call them. Right, because a lot of people want to do that first. They'll be yeah, a bit, a bit and if they fail on these four or five questions on the website, then don't bother calling them. You've saved yourself a phone call. Right. Um, and that um, is really useful to them, saves them a lot of time. Um, but also what it's doing for me is it's segmenting out most of the competition. Because I know that most of the people uh, in my particular space haven't got these four or five things they should have on their website. They haven't got them, even the big agencies. Um, so it's starting to, they're going through it and they're ticking off and go, oh, no, these, these don't, these don't. But guess who does have all of the right answers and all the right uh, questions in place? It's, it's my business. It would be, and any business that's equally as good, but, but hey, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but that narrows the field down to you and other equally good businesses. So it's kind absolutely. of it's kind of win win without you know kind of overusing a phrase like that. It's a win for the, for them because they get to narrow down their search and yeah. speak to only the best businesses. It's a win for you because you are one of the best businesses, absolutely. and uh, so you'll be spoken to. 
And of course, they'll trust you because you've given you've given that information that's helped them to to kind of narrow things down. Completely, yeah. And I guess if, I guess if you make a checklist yourself of uh, the, you know the things you should be looking for in your type of business, and you don't meet all those criteria, it's also a bit of a hint you ought to do something about it. Well, <laughs> make sure it, you do. It, it all uh, seriousness. It, it, it makes me laugh because. Um, uh, you know, you write these checklists and they're going out. And then I, I made a small change to my website and, and somebody contacted me and said, did you know that your website wasn't even compliant with your own checklist? I removed a link. <laughs> there was a link to Google's third party terms and conditions, right. which you're supposed to supply if you're in my industry. Yeah. And I'd removed it from one of my pages. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, they were kind enough to email me and said, do you know you don't comply? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go and put it straight back in, you know. So the checklist it's, itself is a good sanity check for you as well, first, to make sure you are really are doing a good job. Absolutely. So you send people the checklist. Is there anything yeah. else you send them on, on emails to get them to come back to you and to, yes. to follow up? So, so, the, so they get the checklist. Um, then I send them a copy of, the, of my book. Hmm. Um, now, the book is all about how to do AdWords yourself. Now, clearly, I don't want them to do it themselves. I want them to hire me. But there are two reasons I send the book. First is it establishes the credibility again. You know, this guy's written the book and it's on Amazon. Um, so it's, you know, it's a real book. So he obviously knows his stuff. Um, and if they are thinking of doing it themselves, they may read the book and go, you know what? This just seems like a little bit too much. I think I'm just going to hire him. But it also has a double, there's a dual thread for me because I also sell AdWords courses. So I don't know at the point when people first come into the funnel where they're going to be a, a client for my services or whether they're going to want to do the course. So the book starts to introduce the concept of, well, actually there's, you know, I can teach you how to do this if you don't want to hire me to do it. Mm. Uh, But the real driver is the integrity. It's the, here's something that really positions me above everybody else. You've gone through the checklist. You've seen that my business ticks all the boxes. And by the way, I've written a book. Does that set me one step above? Indeed. Um, Indeed. And of course you, you could argue, couldn't you, that because the lead magnet has been focused on people who are thinking of hiring your, you to perform a service rather than just people interested in information, um, giving away the book, it's not like you're giving away the book to everyone who's just, you know, might want to be doing it for themselves and therefore you're putting them off taking your services. They were already interested. You've, you've narrowed down the market yes. anyway. So yep. it's a credibility builder. It's almost like a fallback, I guess, as well. For the people who were kind of on the edge and weren't, weren't certain whether they wanted to do it themselves or whether they wanted some, someone to do it from, for them. Yeah. If they do, if they have fallen on the side of, well, I'd rather do it myself, then you've given them something great that might make them interested in your courses. Mm-hmm. And then the, 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 the final step in the follow-up, before I get into the, 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 the final close, if you like, the final step of the follow-up is um, an email I send out that basically invites them to just hit reply and ask me anything they want to ask me at all about internet marketing. And the reason I do that is if they really are thinking of AdWords uh, management, they're generally going to, the, the reply comes back so, saying, well, we've been thinking about doing AdWords management, we'd like help X, Y, Z. But if they come back with a completely different question, you know, it might be about LinkedIn or Twitter, Mm. then I've got valuable market research. Um, But the real core reason for that question is it actually does help me get a better understanding of them and builds that relationship and then allows me to go back and, and talk to them about AdWords management. Excellent. And you see, so you kind of, as you go through the process, you're um, you're building a relationship rather than just sending them useful information. Absolutely, and, and the relationship that you've just mentioned then that, that's where we go into the, the final close. Mm-hmm. Um, because what happens then, having given them all this 
uh, information, establish credibility, all this useful stuff. Um, what I then go into is what I call the, the, the personality side of it. But by, by now, they've either connected with me or, or they're sitting there thinking about it. And, and where I get the biggest percentage of my clothes is when I turn into the more personal emails. Um, and what they start to get from me now are emails about my thoughts, my beliefs, my opinion. So some commentary. Mm-hmm. So for argument's sake, the last few weeks has been classic. You know, I've, I've, I've made various commentary about the general election and, and, and about things I've seen about how they're positioning their particular campaign or stuff. Um, politics is always a, uh, one to be careful about when you're trying to inject your personality, but you can still have an opinion. Uh, and, and I, I find, think, for example, one of your emails was about how you hadn't witnessed any of the politicians really using social media. Absolutely. Um, uh, so, so you weren't expressing a kind of political opinion. You were commenting on the political process in that way. So you weren't turning off. I mean, I guess there should be, could be some people who, whose ideal clients are, are only of a particular political persuasion, but that's not the case with you or me. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, our clients are, are, they're interesting for us because of their business needs, not because of their politics. Um, so you, so you might want to, you'd be wary about talking about it there, but, but you, you still, you still have scope to comment. Absolutely. And one of the emails that uh, drived, drove a lot of business for me um, was a really personal email where I talked about um, – it was a, a photograph I showed everybody that I'd, I'd found on Facebook that somebody else had posted up about – it was a picture of me when I was 16. Um, cameras were invented in those days. <laughs> Not <laughs> and digital was, ones necessarily. <laughs> well, you see, the, the fact that there's a photograph taken at school show I know it had to be the last day of school because you know we didn't have cameras on our phones in those days. So for someone to bring a camera into school mm. it must have been rare, and it, most likely their parents' camera because we didn't have cameras <laughs> as kids. Um, and this picture, you know, it was a friend who'd taken it years ago, and then she posted. It, and I saw it, and I wrote an email about it saying, "What on earth was I thinking at 16?" You know, what was going through my brain and, and where am I now? And here I am all this time on. And I think I'm, I think I mentioned a few of my favorite bands at the time, etc. And it was amazing the response I got. I had four or five emails from people who'd been thinking about hiring me who suddenly crossed that line because there was a personal connection with Mike said and the person. And so we've done that no like, and trust business. Mm. You know, they've, they've, they've seen all the credibility and then they've suddenly gone, oh, you know, Mike was a big fan of Rush in the, in the 70s and 80s. You know, so am I. Um, we've got a lot in common. I'm going to hire him. And people might think, oh, that doesn't really happen. Well, it happens more times than, 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 than it doesn't. Yeah. It always surprises me that a lot of people hire with their, uh, Perry Marshall calls it the lizard brain, mm. you know, rather than the, the logical brain. They, we tell ourselves we've hired for logical reasons. But a lot of times it's the emotional, subjective reasons that make us take that final so, step. So, so, yeah, you, you, it's a good point. The final step. You kind of, yeah. you, you've already established the credibility. They already, you know, had you come across as an idiot who knew nothing about AdWords, then yeah. the fact you like the same band, it wouldn't have been enough to get them to hire you. No. But they have a choice between experts who are good at AdWords. I'm sure no one's as good as you. But, um, but there are other people who are quite good. Yes. Um, and they could have chosen them. <laughs> but it's a personal connection that tips them towards you. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, yes, and the personal connection actually really works well when you are working with people because I'm, I'm sure you've found this. If, if, if you're both of a like mind, the working relationship works well and it works. And, and, and if you're not, sometimes it just doesn't, just doesn't yeah. work. You get better results. I mean, inevitably, you know, you're completely professional, but the people you really like, you go the extra mile for. 
Yeah. And so it's best to work with people you really like because you deliver and, brilliant yeah, results yes. for them. And vice versa. They yeah. go the extra mile for you because it's true. a partnership when you're trying to make it work in this business. If the, if the business themselves aren't committed to what you're trying to do, then it, it's going to fail. Fantastic. And what kind of calls to action do you use in the emails um, to get them to, to reply to you to say something? Or, or in those type of emails, do you just leave them to reply how they want? Well, they're fairly, they're fairly soft. I mean, the, um, the one where I give the checklist and the one where I give the, the book, it really just end with a, you know, if you have any questions about what I've just sent you, please just, just drop me an email. Mm. Um, it's the, the invitation to ask me anything is a very direct send. Yeah. And the personal emails, I don't even, there's no sell in there at all. I just send the email out with my thoughts and people reply to it. Mm. Um, it's, it's kind of the provocation is in the content itself rather than in the question at the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now there will be, in fact, I don't, I cannot recall a time for a very long time where I've sent an email out to people saying, by the way, you know, I do AdWords management services, you know, give me a ring and let's talk about your needs. I don't think I've ever addressed it directly. It's all done through that initial establishment of, of my credibility uh, and then various emails that tell people about new features that are coming. Mm. Um, I, I really don't push it, uh, and I, I really do get a lot of clients. Yeah, and you, and you do. I saw one recently about. I think you repeat that thing about ask me a question. So you'll either say you know ask me a question, or if you've got a question you want me to cover on a webinar. So you're yeah. kind of bringing in different tools. So the fact you you know not everybody runs webinars, but you do. Yes. So you'll ask people for questions beforehand. I'm sure that asking for questions before a webinar, apart from generating great topics to cover on a webinar, also gets people emailing you about, well, could you help with this? It does. Absolutely does. Um, I've had some in response to that one you've just seen. Literally, I've had people contact me and say, you know, I, I need help with X, Y, and Z. And, and it isn't the question that I can answer on the webinar, but it's something I've been able to deal with directly, mm. um, which is great. So it's kind of, in a way, any prompting, anything that's going to trigger people to reply to you, is, is going to work because and they're going to use that opportunity to ask the real question they want to ask. And I think that's the key thing there, Ian, because a, a lot of businesses, when I talk to them about email marketing, they'll tell me, yeah, we've got a lead gen and we send five emails. Mm. And I go, and what else? Well, that's it. If they don't buy after five, that's it. And, and it's no, you have to keep continually reminding people you exist, mm. you know, uh, and continually send emails out. And, um, I mean, one of my best clients, um, it was a mutual friend of ours, um, became a client. Um, he signed up to my mailing list in 2007 and became a client in 2011. You know, and I always quote that one to people. You know, it took him four years yeah. to finally decide to become a client. Um, and had I stopped after five emails, I would have missed out on him. He would indeed. He would indeed. So just to sum up what we've talked about then, Mike, we've, we've started off with developing a lead magnet that answers the kind of burning question that potential clients for your service might have. Often their worries and fears yes. about, uh, you know, am I going to get ripped off? Is this going to work for me, etc. Um, you send them that. You also send them, you, you do a follow-up email that makes sure they've got it and establishes yep. a personal relationship. You send them a checklist mm -hmm. that can help them in their selection criteria. Of course, you make sure you meet all the things on the checklist. You send them something that builds your credibility, which in your case is your AdWords book. If people don't have a book, obviously they can come up with something else yes, that sure. further establishes credibility. Um, you do more personal type emails. Correct. Um, you ask them questions that prompt them to respond to you and over time, those work that people will get in touch with you. They're prompted to get in touch with you and ask you questions about working together. Indeed. That's it. So if people kind of want to try this approach out for themselves, 
Um, where should they start? What's the starting point? Well, um, the, the, the biggest problem I had when I first did this was that writing that first guide. Um, not coming up with the content, but actually coming out with the layout and making mm. it uh, work. And um, so in the end, what I did was what any good marketer would do. I went and stole somebody else's idea. <laughs> so I, I got my idea from Joe Polish. Um, and I, I didn't really steal it. He gave it. Uh, um, and so Joe Polish uses used this exact format in his carpeting business many, many, many years mm. ago. Um, so the, the best thing I say to people is um, – Go and grab my guide and, and mercilessly rip off my layout and format and see how I do it. Uh, and just follow my, my, my sequence of the emails I get and, and that'll show you how I do it. Mm. Um, and you just go to the website um, at um, internetjetstream.com. It's on the home page. You can just sign up for it. Um, get the guide and, and just, you know, it's got a very definite layout. There's a first page that says what you're going to expect. There's a second page that talks about you and why you should read it. And then there's the content and then the final page is the what's the next step. Mm. Um, and, and it's those first two pages and the end page that people will want to copy. Yeah. Um, so uh, copy the format, copy the structure, yeah. copy the type of call to action and, and, yes. and what's in there to, to get the same effect. And then similarly with the, uh, with the emails that follow, copy that same sort of style. One day later, did yeah. you get it? Two days later or whatever. Here's the checklist. Three days Absolutely. later, here's a question, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that kind of sequence will work for people. Obviously, covering their own things. Best if they change the reply address to be theirs rather than yours. Obviously, that otherwise, there yeah, that would be. <laughs> and maybe if they're a lawyer, don't use Google AdWords. Obviously, um, yes. But but all those kind of format and structural things will be brilliant. Absolutely. That is really fantastic, Mike. That's, that's brilliant. Normally at the end of the interview, I say, well, how should people get in touch with you? But I'm assuming everyone is going to go off and sign up for yeah. this sequence and so they'll that's, be in touch with why. you through the website anyway um, and can ask you questions through that. That, that, that really appreciate, Mike. That it's, it's, you know, for, especially for people who are in a service type business, you've laid out a really simple process that just takes people through you know, attracting people to their business who might want their services, but then building that relationship so they're ready to buy. It's, it's, uh, and it, it feels like it can work quite quickly as well. It's not something that necessarily takes two years. I know you'd mentioned uh, the guy yeah. who took five, but it doesn't always take that long. No, no, I, I get quite, I get, as I say, a number in that first couple of days, certainly with a follow up to the, you know, did you get it? Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the, there are others that come in later, but that's just because that's when they're ready to buy. It yeah. really depends what industry you're in and what you're selling, you know. Are, are people making quick buying decisions, or are they putting it off? So you'll get you'll get a variety depending on on, on your yeah. industry. It won't won't necessarily take forever. In fact, there's a lot that will come in early. That's brilliant, Mike. Thanks again. It has been a real pleasure. Ian, a pleasure as always. Cheers. 